We all need a shot of encouragement to keep us going. A new beginning with Greg Laurie is sure to help in your journey of faith. Hear it twice daily. Details at vision.org.au. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. I mean, God is high and lofty, has a high standard. He gave them the law so they know that God's standard is very high. Mm. And they never expected that God would come to them in such a humble way to actually live among them. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In our last program, we began learning about the name Emmanuel, the name that God said would be given to the miracle son who would be born to a virgin and a sign he would send to his people. We learned that the name Emmanuel means with us God, or as we would say in English, God with us. In essence, God was saying that he would send his people a son through miraculous means and that his purpose would be to live with them. And we looked at various passages in the last program that revealed really clearly that God actually wants to live with his people and that this is a stark point of difference between the one true God and all other deities from human history. And we'll pick up again on this uh, passage from Isaiah 7.14, which has been our theme verse for the last few programs. Therefore, Adonai himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin will conceive. When she is giving birth to a son, she'll call his name Emmanuel. Beautiful name. And mm. I love it more now that I've, I've looked into yeah. it a little bit more. Yeah. With us is God. God himself told his people that a child is going to be born and that child is going to be me. I'm coming to live with you. Mm. God had already told them that he was going to live with them when they were in the wilderness, in the tabernacle. They already knew that God's presence dwelled in the temple where they were to come. He wanted to live amongst his people, unlike other gods, other deities, other religious belief systems. Our God is very personal. He mm. wants to be amongst his people. Yeah. I mean, I guess the truth is when you create something, like if you build a house or you you know, reconstruct a car or you, you make something, you then want to spend the time enjoying it. Yeah, that's right. So if he's, he's made these human creation in his own image and likeness, well, yeah, of course he wants to spend time with us. The problem is, is that we're too busy breaking everything, yeah. wrecking everything. Yeah. But we we looked a little bit at a bit of a story last time. I'm thinking it's a fictional story. I mean, it, it could be true. I mean, you were talking about a program called Undercover Boss. Mm, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, maybe this is true. I don't know, but it's a great object lesson. So we'll just recap that little story, okay, about a king who had heard some rumours about some officials that were part of his kingdom, that were supposed to be taking care of the more needy, impoverished um, subjects. Mm -hmm. And he'd been getting some bad reports that they were actually not doing their job and they were actually being a bit abusive. So he disguised himself as an old, frail, impoverished man and went out and had some interaction with some of these officials. And it turned out that, yes, they were being quite abusive they were being negligent, and they weren't looking after the people. And he'd, he'd asked to speak to them privately. He'd take off his disguise, and they would come face to face with a not-so-happy king, yeah. and they'd lose their jobs on the spot. Now, this had a ripple effect as the officials began to realise, well, I need to watch my P's and Q's and do my job properly yeah. because I may come face to face with the king. And they didn't want that. The thing that also was a shock to them was they never expected that their king 
would ever come to them in such a humble manner. Mm, yeah, that's right. They yeah. weren't expecting that. And here's the clincher. Neither did Israel. Mm. I mean, God is high and lofty, has a high standard. He gave them the law, so they know that God's standard is very high. Mm. And they never expected that God would come to them in such a humble way to actually live among them. Well, I guess we see that in the, in the Gospels, don't we, that they were expecting this warrior to come in and overthrow Rome and you know, yeah. help uh, to redeem them in a practical way, a physical way, as much as spiritually. Yeah, they, that's exactly it. For about... Well, 150, 200 years before Jesus, they were expecting a Messiah who would come differently. But once Rome came and the boot of Rome was on their necks, they were so desperate to be liberated from them that they, their mind went to a Messiah, which the Bible describes, I might add, mm. of a warrior who would come and release them from the grip of Rome. Yeah. See, you can understand why they oh, thought that. Absolutely. But God said he was going to come as a child. That's right. He told them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, even we see in John, the very first chapter of John, you know, talks about Jesus coming in this way. And it says in verse 14, the word became flesh, yeah. tabernacled among us. There's another example yep, of him yep. tabernacling with us. And we looked upon his glory, the glory of the one and only father full of grace and truth. Now get that. We looked upon his glory. Who? He's talking about Jesus. Mm. The glory of the one and only Father. We're talking about God. Mm -hmm. God came and lived among them. And going back to the little story, the anecdotal story, here is God who has come down in humble garments Mm. to live amongst his people. And the religious leaders who were supposed to be God's representatives to see whether they were looking after his subjects. And Jesus comes in humble arraignment and lives among them to see whether or not his people are really being looked after properly or not. Mm. And he reveals his glory to them through the miracles, the signs, the wonders, his teaching. There was no one like him before. No one like him since either, I might add. And it's like they just couldn't get it. And, of course, all of this was foretold through prophecies in the Old Testament. We're talking about the most exquisite detail being fulfilled here in the, the foothills of Bethlehem, in a lambing cave... I mean, his bed was a feeding trough, for goodness sakes. He couldn't get more humble than this. He Mm. lived amongst the people, caring for them. He worked beside them. In fact, it says that as he was growing up, he grew with favor with both God and man. He was well-loved and respected. Mm -hmm. It wasn't till he opened his mouth and said, I'm the fulfillment of this prophecy when he was in the synagogue in Nazareth that they decided, okay, off with his head Mm. sort of thing. Yeah, that's right. They loved him. But the pattern's been set now because we've been talking about how God at the beginning wanted a face-to-face relationship with his creation, his human creation. He had that in the garden with Adam and Eve until couldn't help but eat the fruit Mm. foolishly. But having said that, if it wasn't Adam and Eve, it probably would have been me. Yeah, that's right. All right. So then there's this separation and the only way to get close to them is through the tabernacle in the wilderness, living and walking. And I still get tingles over that, walking amongst the camp Mm. in the evening. And then in the temple until the glory of God moves from the temple and leaves to the east because of their sin and their idolatry and their rebellion. And then... The presence of God physically comes back to live and dwell among them, Mm. tabernacling among them in this tiny babe 
who grows into this wonderful man who did extraordinary things, living face to face with them again in humble means, not as they expected, Mm. but living among them. I feel like my brain's been stretched because I I know it. I've, I've known it like... What's the word? Is it like theoretically? I've known it. Yeah, like a head knowledge. I've Yes, I've known it in my head, but suddenly it's become like overwhelmingly real. God wants to live with us. That's right. God is with us. Mm. And of course, he's living in our heart through his spirit. That's right. Yeah, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, even now. But obviously, ultimately, we're going to see him return again. And we will, again, face to be face-to-face. Face. Oh, I can't wait for it. I can't <laughs> wait for it. Well, in Revelation 21, 3 and 4, we read about this. It says, Behold, the dwelling of God is among men, and he shall tabernacle among them. <laughs> they shall be his people, and God himself shall be among them and be their God. He shall wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more, nor shall there be mourning or crying or pain any longer. For the former things have passed away. Isn't that glorious? It's a wonderful promise. I know that's still ahead of us, but the glorious thing is that we have God's Spirit living within us. So mm. therefore God is with us. And we also know He is everywhere because He's omnipresent. He came face to face, then in the tabernacle, then in the temple, then in His wonderful Son face to face. Now we have his spirit, and one day he's coming back face to face. Well, that brings this study on the name of Emmanuel to an end, but it is only the early stages of a series on this one who is named Emmanuel, and we'll continue that series next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 